After 37 years at UConn, the director of cross-country and track and field, Greg Roy, has announced his retirement at the conclusion of the 2022 outdoor track and field season, which is coming up soon. thought we'd get Greg on to tell some stories about the highly successful track and field and cross-country programs at UConn. People know about basketball, Greg. They know about football. What do they have to know about how successful your track and field and cross-country programs are? Well, you know, uh, I came in the same year as Gino, and uh, Jim came in the year after, and uh, I was in the uh, top ten in the country uh, before either of them. So that that was uh, 1990. So that was that's my claim to fame right there. And since we're talking about that, talk about the role that John Toner played as the athletic director in the building of the UConn athletic program. He was there when Gample was built. He supervised that. He hired Joe Maroney. He hired Jim Calhoun. He hired Gino Oriema and Chris Daly, and he hired Greg Roy. I don't know if enough people give John Toner enough credit for what is going on now at UConn. Well, JT was was just a great man, and he did hire me, and um, I'll tell you a story about, uh, he came, he had come back. It was, uh, uh, we, we built the track and it was 1999, I believe 80, 80, 98 or 99. And he was, and it was our first championship that we'd hosted in, in 25 years. Cause we had a dirt track up until that point. And I, I was on the, on the infield as we got ready to get started. I looked over and I see John and he's trying to get into the infield and the, the ubiquitous uh, yellow-jacketed uh, ushers would not let him in. I walked over and laughed. <laughs> I said, well, the guy that got us into the Big East can't even get on the own tra- the, his own track. And, uh, and, and John, you know, it's like the most amazing thing that ever happened to the university, if, if you really want to think about it. Well, Greg, you don't have Gino coaching the men's team, and you don't have Jim Calhoun or Dan Hurley coaching the women's team. But... You're a different situation. You're a different sport. How do you get around coaching men's and women track and field and cross country? Well, you got to have a great staff. Um, uh, that, that's for damn sure. Um, but it does present, you know, it, it actually narrows my focus because uh, there were times when I'd be coaching uh, every track event uh, plus a, uh, a couple of jumps and, and uh, maybe the hammer throw. And, and so I was spread very, very thin uh, from a technical standpoint. But, um, you know, so my, my uh, uh, technical area got a lot narrower. I coached the middle distance and distance or the long sprints, that sort of thing. But what it does do is make it, it stretches you to communicate with all the kids. Whereas, you know, as a director, as the head coach of both programs, you got to know what's going on with with everybody. So you've got to have a great staff. You got to know who you need to talk to, and you you got to spend a lot of time in the office talking to the kids. Greg, what does the head coach of track and field and or cross country do? You probably know Bob Haddad, the successful, the highly successful cross country and track and field coach at, at Wyndham High School over the years. And I knew Bob really well. And one thing we used to joke about, I said, "Well, what do you do as a as a cross country coach? Just tell the kids run faster." What goes into building a program and making a successful program in all those sports? Well, you've got to, you know, you've got to have the technical background. You've got to understand what, how the physiological, you say, a cross-country kid, a distance kid develops. Um, but it's really a matter of getting the right people there. Uh, they're highly motivated and, and uh, you know, just, oh, 
making sure you keep the right people there. Uh, we call it weed in the garden. You've got to, you know, Division One athletics is not for everybody. That being said, there's a lot of kids that that are under under uh, uh, trained and whatnot coming out of high school that really, really um, can make a difference. But you can't keep a kid around forever who, who shows that they they can't make their commitment at that level. So, um, you know, it's, it's more a matter of, of uh, recruiting the right kid and making sure that they're held to a standard. And talk about your teams this spring. They each won the Big East Championship, the men's program and the women's program. Maybe drop a couple of the key performers' names in there so we know who they are. Well, you know, I thought the the turning point, now Villanova won big last spring. Um, our women were really just coming to it. They won indoors. And, and, and the question was, was can they... You know, can they do it again outdoors? As as you know, going from indoor to outdoor track, different different some different events, but it's a long year. And um, on uh, Friday night, uh, me and the home, our, our great senior uh, national qualifier in the distance runs, was running the steeple against the top two ranked uh, Villanova women. And that that was our meet, Villanova versus UConn, and. Um, Mia ran one of the greatest races of any any athlete I've ever seen. Uh, one going away, but she was masterful because you've got a lot of technical stuff in the, in the steeple, and it's not just running. You got the hurdling, you got the water jump, and she was very efficient and just blew the two women from Villanova away. And I felt, uh, and I told Mia, I said, Mia, you, for the first time in my career, an athlete has brought tears to my eyes with with her performance. Or his performance in this, uh, her performance, his performance, and it was. I felt like this could be the the turning point in the meet, and and I think it was. She just put the team on her back. It was amazing. Uh, Mikhail Rogers going up against the, the top ranked uh, Villanova hammer thrower, and uh, she owned her. You know, she owned her indoors and she owned her outdoors. But you know, the the, the gal from Villanova Meeks came in with the top, you know, the top seed, and and uh, Mikhail beat her again and and again i thought those two were great performances and you had steady eddie uh captain emma she she just all she knows how to do is win in the pole vault so you know we got great leadership um uh from our captains competitively as well as uh, spiritually so greg after both teams won Big East championships next up the ncaa east preliminary coming up may 25 to 28 at the university of indiana and then the ncaa outdoor track and field championships at the university of oregon in eugene so which of your competitors will take part in those events well we um we got the finalists yesterday so what what happens is you declare your kids they go oh um down a, def- a descending order list in the top 48 in the in, in the east and top 48 in the West show up to uh, their, their regional sites or their, uh, not regional, but first round. Uh, we look at this as track and field's version of the Sweet 16. Um, uh, so on the men's side, we've got um, uh, Danny Claxton, uh, Travis Snyder, Tyler Herbeck in the, uh, in the high jump and, and pole vault, respectively. Uh, Wellington Ventura in the 400 hurdles. We've got Eric um, uh, Vanderels. Uh, in the 5K, you've got um, uh, Terrell Williams, the great young uh, hurdler in the high hurdles. Uh, let's see, you've got two javelin throwers, Gabe Fountain and uh, Colin Winkler. And um, am I missing somebody? We've got about uh, 10 on each side. On the women's side, you've got two 
two young kids in the hurdles. You've got uh, freshman Jayla Ash in the, in the highs and um, Gabby Davis in the 400 hurdles. Uh, Gabby was Big East champ. Mia, um, you've got, um, uh, let's see, well, I'll tell you, Patty Murkowski in the high jump, Emma in the, in the pole vault. Um, I'm missing somebody for sure. Um, putting my mind to the test here. Uh, let's see, I know I'm missing somebody. Well, let me just clarify what you're talking about here. I think it's important to note that almost like a football coach, you have a lot of athletes under your umbrella. So you almost need like a, a program to know who you got. Yeah, well, it's, it is a lot like football, you know, um, and that's the way we treated it at UConn. Uh, we, we, if, it, if there was a tiddlywinks event, we'd have tiddlywinkers. We were one of the most balanced teams that you're going to see anywhere. Um, uh, and uh, we have sprinters, jumpers, uh, distance runners, and throwers going to the, to the uh, regional. You're an East Brunswick, New Jersey guy, got your bachelor's from the University of Rochester in 78. You held the school record in the 220 and the 440-yard runs. Is it difficult for you? You're a sprinter, but you're coaching other aspects of track and field and cross country. So you're not just saying run fast. you got people that are throwing things and jumping high and things like that. Well, that, the reason I got the job at, at UConn back in 1985 was um, I was the field events coach at, at uh, Bucknell, um, and, but I was in a distance program, and I had a great distance background coaching at UMass, and that's where I kind of came from, uh, coming out of high school, middle distance, uh, and, and distance a little bit. So we always kid, Jimmy Belanger and I, the New Hampshire coach, we're the only two cross-country coaches in the country that could legitimately say they coached the hammer. And that was advice I'd gotten when I was in um, uh, grad school coaching and coaching at UMass, uh, a uh, great uh, Tennessee coach, Dan Huntsman, uh, coached Kenny O'Brien at Ohio U, and he says, uh, you want to win uh, track meets, be a field event coach. And I, I took uh, I took that real seriously and learned the field events, I, and I was the field coach at Bucknell. So um, uh, my, my associate head coach, uh, host, associate director, Rich Miller, and I were one of the few coaches in the in the East who can, can legitimately say they can and have coached any event in track and field. Greg, in your 37 years as head coach, if my math is correct here, your teams have captured 20 conference championships, 27 New England championships, while 26 student-athletes have earned at least one All-America honor. But how close did UConn come to losing the track and field teams? Well, yeah, that we, we got wounded pretty heavily on the men's side. We, we lost scholarships and we, we lost our cross-country program. The women stayed intact. That was uh, that was a tough, tough time, Wayne. I mean, uh, what happened then was that uh, uh, the alumni rallied. Uh, in ten days, they pledged one point three million dollars over five years. We asked for five year pledges, um, and we're still working on that that uh, that part of it. And you know, we had some help um, at the state level, at the board of trustees level, and uh, I'll leave it there. But. You know, we had a lot of people supporting us, both financially and um, and uh, as well as you know, in the in house, so to speak. Um, it was it was it was tough. It was really tough. Greg, will you be on the search committee to identify your successor? I will not. I'm not involved in that whatsoever. Um, you know, um, I made my feelings known about 
you know, to, to uh, David and to my uh, immediate supervisor and for Gervonta. And I pretty much uh, stepped away. And, you know, I don't know exactly where they are in the process. I know they've, they've begun it. And, uh, you know, I, I don't know if they might ask my opinion on things. But, uh, you know, that was the way it was when, when Bill Kelleher stepped down as head track coach and they hired me. And he said, I'm not going to be involved in it at all. And I think, I think it's right, you know. Uh, David and, and the athletic department and the board trustees have, a, have to have a vision for the track and field program, and uh, it's, it's up to somebody else to plot that course. David is David Benedict, the director of athletics, who says Greg Roy is one of the most successful coaches in the history of UConn athletics along the way. He has served as a tremendous ambassador for the university and has made a positive impact on countless student athletes and coaches. We will miss Greg, but I'm pleased to know he isn't done quite yet. Fresh off a pair of Big East indoor championships, I'm sure our men's and women's track and field teams will be eager to send Coach Roy out in style by adding a couple of more championships to his resume during the outdoor season, which they exactly did with those Big East championships championships for the men and for the women. A little bit of off-topic stuff here today. I just had Bob Houston on in the last half hour. We talked about Tate George's shot. You have a memory of Tate George's shot. And by the way, who doesn't? Do I? You know, uh, uh, we lived, my wife and I and my uh, uh, young daughter, she was, uh, what, was that 90, what, 99? I, I mean, 80, 89? That was 1990, the dream season. Okay, 1990 was my dream season as well. Um, but uh, that was, uh, Katie was three. Uh, we lived up on Prospect Street in the Hill section. My wife and I were watching the game on TV. He hits the shot, and you could hear people screaming all over, from inside my house, all over Willimantic. It was amazing. I still get goosebumps. Uh, we, had, uh, we had a tube family. I asked my tenants if they could just, come on downstairs and have a cup of coffee and, and, and make sure my daughter stays asleep. And Natalie and I got in the car uh, and, and went up to campus, you know, and about an hour later waiting for the team to come back, and it was mayhem. And it was just it was a, just a great thing. In fact, uh, but you know, again, 90 was an amazing year for me. I'd taken over as, as head track and field coach, and we won our first uh, New England championship in 17 years, and then we were 10th in the NCAA in cross country that fall. So, you know, it was it was great. It was it was, ama- it was a great part time to be part of uh, uh, Connecticut athletics and the University of Connecticut. I've seen so much and been part of so much. It's, I've been blessed. And lastly, the retiring director of cross country and track and field at the University of Connecticut, Greg Roy, big fan of the boombox parade. Absolutely, absolutely. You know, we, all we had to do is walk down the hill. And we were we staked out our spot on on Main Street, and uh, you know I, I really feel like um, I should be interviewing uh, you, Wayne. I mean, you've been such a fixture and a uh, part of the fabric of, of a the, the the community in Willimantic, but uh, the University of Connecticut, my whole career, and uh, I, I know I've arrived when I've when I've uh, gotten a spot on uh, on Wayne Norman's show. Maybe we'll work on that down the road. We'll have you be the interviewer, and I'll be the guest. How do you like that? I would love to ask you some questions. Well, Greg, it's a great time talking to you this morning after a phenomenal career at UConn, very successful. Good luck to your athletes and the NCAA competition down the road, and thanks for joining me this morning. Wayne, thanks for having me. It's, it's, been, it's been a great run, and uh, go Huskies.